Hello, and thank you for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If you enjoy this message, we invite you to check out River of Life live this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. Visit riveroflifefl.com for service times and directions. That's riveroflifefl.com. Now, let's join Senior Pastor Henry Jones as he teaches from the Word of God. Seated. A man was standing on a street corner with a dog by his side, and another man walked up to him and said, uh, does your dog bite? And he said, no. And the man reached down to pet the dog, and the dog just viciously just bit him like three times. He jerked his arm back and said, I thought you said your dog didn't bite. He said, that's not my dog. Things are not always as they appear. Amen? And, and there are times when we think something is right and it's actually wrong. We know that's the case. And with that in mind, I'd like for you to open your Bibles to Malachi chapter 2. And we'll read verses 1 and 2 in just a, a few moments. Malachi is the last book in the Old Testament. Malachi Chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And I want to begin this morning, before I read the text, by sharing with you one of my all-time favorite illustrations. And I do know that most of you, if you've been in this church for a number of years, you've heard this illustration in some uh, form or fashion, at least parts of it. But it just speaks so well to our text in Malachi that I feel compelled to use it again. This is something that happened a long time ago in football. By the way, did your team win yesterday? I don't like you Gator fans, I'm telling you. (laughs) Or you Miami fans, for that matter. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was a good game, wasn't it? I tell you. Jim Marshall who played defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings, was involved in one of the most embarrassing moments in professional sports history. On October the 25th, 1964, in a game against the San Francisco 49ers, Marshall scooped up a fumble and ran 66 yards in the wrong direction into his own end zone. Thinking that he had scored a touchdown for the Vikings, Marshall then threw the ball away in celebration. The ball landed out of bounds, resulting in a safety for the 49ers. He didn't do it intentionally. He thought he was going in the right direction. Now, I first started putting this sermon illustration together 30 years ago, I checked my notes, a little over 30 years ago, I started putting this illustration together because it is just so, it so impacted me. And way back then, I decided that I would uh, 
get as much information as I could about it, and I decided that I would call Jim Marshall and interview him over the phone and get a first-hand report from him about what happened. And so I call the Minnesota Vikings office and ask for his number. I'm not making this up. I know people hate it when they hear the pastor say, this is a true story. (laughs) As if, well, you know. Uh, But I call the Minnesota Vikings office and ask for his number. The receptionist I spoke with asked me, why do you want his number? And I said, because I want to talk to him. And she said, about what? And I said, I want to talk to him about the wrong way run. She said, you can get his number, but I don't think you should call him. She said, to this day, it is an extremely sore subject with him. Now that was 20 years after the fact. 20 years after it happened, he was still extremely embarrassed. By the way, that was not the first time it happened in football. In 1929, at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, midway through the second quarter, Roy Regals did the same thing. He picked up a Georgia Tech fumble and ran 65 yards in the wrong direction. And from that day forward, they called him, listen, I'm not making this up. This is all in football history. They called him Wrong Way Regals. Can you imagine spending the rest of your life being called Roy Wrong Way Regals? Now, after Jim Marshall did this in 1964, he received a letter from Wrong Way Regals. I know it sounds great. He received a letter from Wrong Way Regals that simply said, Welcome to the club. (laughs) Now honestly, friends, this is not a club that you want to be a member of. Is it? Who wants to be a member of the wrong way club? Can you think of anything that could possibly be worse than thinking you're going in the right direction, only to find out that you're going in the wrong direction? Now hold on. There's more to the story. There's one little difference between Jim Marshall and Wrong Way Regals. You see, and and by the way, if you know football trivia, you would know this. Wrong Way Regals scooped up the ball and ran 65 yards. But he never made it to the end zone. One of his own teammates, Benny Lom, ran him down and tackled him on the one-yard line. (laughs) Can you agree with me today that the church of Jesus Christ needs some Benny Loms that'll run some people down, some brothers and sisters in Christ, and say, you're going the wrong way, you need to stop, you need to turn around. 
What if it's not just a game? What if it's real life? What if eternity hangs in the balance? Wouldn't you want somebody to get in your face? Wouldn't you want somebody to confront you? Wouldn't you want somebody to go to extreme measures to help you turn around and get on the right path? I know I would. Well, friends, that is exactly what Malachi was doing when he wrote this book. The whole nation of Israel was going in the wrong direction. The leadership, the spiritual priesthood of the nation was going in the wrong direction. And Malachi, the mighty man of God, fearless man of God, gets in their faces and tells them the truth. He tried to save them before it was too late. Now, our text is Malachi 2, 1 through 9, and we're still on the subject, God wants your heart. This is part 2. I'm not going to read all nine verses, because this is really a conclusion of last week's message, but we'll just read the first two verses, Malachi 2, 1 and 2. And now, O priest, this commandment is for you. If you will not hear, and if you will not take it to heart, To give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts. I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I have cursed them already because you do not take it to heart. Twice in those two verses, he says you didn't take it to heart. You're not really listening to me. What I have to say is not truly impacting your heart. It's not touching the deep core of who you are. And that created a host of problems. I told you about these problems last week. These are the six things that he tells us happened with them because they were not listening and they were not taking it to heart. And that's actually part of that. First, they were not listening to God. Now friends, can I tell you, if you're not listening to God, I appreciate you being here and listening to my voice and sitting in a Bible study class. But do you understand that God wants to talk to you? He wants to communicate with you personally. And they were not listening to God. The second thing, they were not obeying from the heart. Even when they did hear, they didn't take it to heart. And then the next one, they had departed from the ways of God. What does that mean? (laughs) Wrong way regals. Jim Marshall, they were going the wrong way. They had caused many to stumble. They had corrupted the covenant. That means they were changing the standards and the word of God and the voice of God to fit their own lifestyles and their own standard. And then finally, they were showing partiality. Now, friends, and I went over all of this last week, but can we just, can we just kind of step into some common sense Christianity. Just some good old-fashioned common sense Christianity. This is not a game that we're playing. This is real life. This is real life and there's a right way and a wrong way. This is real life and not everything is exactly as it appears. And just because you think something is okay doesn't mean it's okay. And just because you want something to be okay, that doesn't mean it's okay. You see, there's a a right way and a wrong way. 
common sense Christianity, doesn't it make sense to make sure? That's all I'm asking. Doesn't it make sense to make sure? Doesn't it make sense to make sure that we're going in the right direction? Doesn't it make sense to make sure that we're actually hearing from God? Doesn't it make sense to make sure that He has our hearts? That we are listening to His Word and He has my heart. Doesn't that make sense? Do you understand that there is a connection between the heart and the ears? Spiritually speaking, there's a connection. Here's the way it works. If God doesn't have your heart, you will not hear His words. Now, He's always speaking, but, but I can tell you, if your heart is in rebellion, your ears will not hear the voice of God. If your heart is chasing after the things of this world, you will not hear the voice of God. The only way you'll hear God speaking to you is when your heart longs to hear the Word of God. When your heart begins to turn to the Lord, your ears will become keenly sensitive and you'll begin to hear what God has to say to you. God wants to talk to you. God wants to, to, as it were, sit down and have a conversation with you. I'm not trying to be casual or trivial about, uh, about this. But I just want you to know that God wants to communicate with you. He wants to talk to you and He wants your heart. He wants your ear and He wants your heart. He wants all of you. And, and I deal with people all the time. I have my personal problems. We have problems in the church. I have problems in my family. And I do know that the Bible says in this life we shall walk through and go through tribulation. And, and even in the Old Testament it talks about going through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not talking about doing away with problems, but I am telling you, friends, that when you get to the place in your life where you are hearing the voice of God and your heart has been turned toward Him and you are sensitive to the ways and the Word of God, the overwhelming majority of your problems in your Christian life will be brought into proper alignment with God. Just because you're listening to Him and because He has your heart. It is an intimate walk with a holy God. That's something that God wants. How many of you received the presidential FEMA alert this past Wednesday? Hold your hand up. Yeah. I did. Amazing. Did you know that 225 million cell phones, smartphones, went off at exactly the same time? Reaching 75% of the American population. That's, that's amazing to me. That's amazing. I, I, I know you young folks, you just think it's just business as usual, but us old folks, we... <laughs> We just can't get our brain wrapped around this kind of stuff. I mean, push a button and 225 million phones go off. I mean, how in the world? And, and, and listen, I have verified this two or three times. This cell phone I have in my hand, according to Apple, this cell phone can handle 
600 billion, with a B now, 600 billion operations per second. Oh, that's nothing. This is an old iPhone. (laughs) The new iPhone can handle 5 trillion operations per second. Now, all I'm saying is this, friends. If the President of the United States can contact 225 million of us at the same time, if your cell phone can handle billions and even trillions of operations per second, then I'm standing before you today to tell you that man has never developed or found anything that God does not already know and that he cannot already do. He can speak to every last person on the planet at exactly the same time and talk to each and every one of us. God wants to talk to you. In fact, I guarantee you there's somebody in this service right now and God is talking to you about something that I'm not even preaching about right now. But you're in a holy setting among Christian people and the Holy Spirit is moving in this house and God is talking to you right now. May I humbly say to you, listen to Him. Even if you have to tune me out. 225 million phones going off at the same time. I read this this morning because I was going back over all this stuff. Just when you think America can't get any crazier, did you know, now that happened Wednesday, did you know that there are people in New York City? Aren't you glad you don't live in New York City? Did you know there are people in New York City who are suing the President of the United States and FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency? They're suing them because they received the alert. I'm serious. They're suing the President because he sent that alert. Now, friends, that's that's unbelievable. Now, I could understand suing the president if somehow he, he put all of us on his Twitter account. I'd want to sue him if he put me on his Twitter account. But this is the Federal Emergency Management Agency in connection with the president trying to reach all of us. God wants to talk to us, friends. We have all kinds of illustrations we could use, but let me ask you this morning, are you hearing from God? Is He talking to you? Does He have your undivided attention? Does He have your heart? Fifteen times in the New Testament, fifteen times, Jesus said, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. You see, God is talking to us. We are His children. He wants to communicate with us. Now, here's a question you should never ask. 
Don't ever ask this question. Don't ever ask this question. How can I hear from God? Wrong question. I want you to know our God is a master communicator. Don't you worry about the how-tos. God will figure out a way to communicate with your heart. Here's the question you should ask. Do I want to hear from God? Because if I want to hear from God, I'll start hearing from God. That's the question. How can God speak to you? I'm not making this up. One time God spoke to me through a a turtle, a gopher. God's a master communicator. It's a crazy story. I I had planted some cucumbers, and I I drove into my house, and I saw this big old blob up on just eating my cucumbers up. And I decided... I decided I'm going to kill this gopher. And so I got a machete and I went out and I drew back. I know you're going to think I'm cruel when I tell you this. And I swung that. He just pulled his head in. (laughs) He just pulled his head into the shell. I waited for him to stick his head back out. We went to say, pulls his head back in. I'm serious. The Holy Spirit said to me, do you know why I gave him that shell? To protect him against people like you. (laughs) And then immediately, I want to tell you, I lived in this place for a few weeks, and then immediately the Holy Spirit said, and I've given you a shell too, but you don't run to that safety like you should when you get in trouble. See, the question is not, how do I hear from God? The question is, do you want to hear from God? God will figure out a way to communicate with your heart one way or the other. See, do you really want to hear from God? Now, I would give you this advice. I think the best thing you can do if you want to hear from God is get in the Word of God, read it, and listen. Get in the Word of God, read it, and listen. We've got some of the best Bible teachers on the planet in this church. But you need to get in the Word of God, you need to read it, and you need to listen for yourself. I love preaching to you. Brother Bill does. Brother Chuck does. Brother Derek does. We love to stand up here and preach. But I want you to know that there's more to it than that. You have to get in the Word of God, read the Word of God, and listen, and let God speak to your heart. Let Him download His heart into your heart. You see, friends, we have to do this. This is kind of the conclusion of last week's message. Don't you want to make sure that you're going in the right direction? Don't you? Wouldn't you like to help other people? Wouldn't you like to be a Benny Lam and help other people go in the right direction? Wouldn't you like to make sure your family is going in the right direction? Well, there's something you can do. It's a little simple thing that you can do to help people go in the right direction, and they can help you go in the right direction. You see, if we really believe that God speaks to us, and, and what Malachi was saying is you're not listening to him and you're not obeying from the heart. So one of the things that we can do to help everybody out, out in this church and in our families and our circle of friends is to start asking one simple question. And you can ask it a dozen different ways, but it's basically the same question. And here it is. Listen up. What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? 
That's the question. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is God saying to you? What are you, what are you getting from your Bible reading today? How's the Holy Spirit communicating with you? You see, friends, what if, what if you made it a tradition in your household, in your family? What if you made it a tradition that it's okay for any member of the family to ask any other member of the family, what's God saying to you today? Do you think that would create an awareness that we need to be hearing the voice of God? What's God saying to you today? What, what if we created kind of a tradition in this church where it was okay, not just okay, but it was welcomed, it was invited for Christians to ask other Christians, what's God saying to you? Because i got to tell you, I've figured this out. I can back up three Sundays, three, three to four Sundays, and, I, and that's probably way too far, but we can just back up a couple Sundays, and I guarantee you, you can't remember what I preached. I've had people come up to me and say, you know, you preached three Sundays ago on something, uh, and I need to clarify that, and I can't remember what I preached three Sundays ago. (laughs) But you let God speak to you. You let God communicate with you in the night season. You get in the Word of God until a Scripture is illuminated before you and the Holy Spirit begins to deal with your heart and God begins to brand that truth upon your heart and you'll remember it 30 years from now. When God speaks. I love this church and I love to preach to you and our teachers love to teach, but the fact is if you're not careful, you can come Sunday after Sunday, month after month, year after year and never really grow in grace. But when you start hearing from God and He starts touching your heart and you have communion with Him, oh, you'll start growing. So in your family, in this church, I'm asking, could we do this? Is this possible for us to start asking that question? What's the Holy Spirit saying to you? Can we, can we do that? Could you get home today? I'm just asking you, when you get home today, could you ask members of the family? And by the way, don't ask them, do you know what the preacher preached on today? Don't ask that question. Ask this, what did God say to you at church today? Did God speak to your heart? Did He touch you personally? Did He have a word for you? Did God communicate with you? And if the answer is yes, then let them share. For a husband and wife, in the morning and in the evening, ask this question, what's God saying to you? We do it all the time in the office and the staff. What about doing it in the family? What I'm doing is saying, if Malachi could get in their faces and say, you're not listening and you're not taking it to heart, then listening and taking it to heart is extremely important. And we need to create an awareness in our churches, our families, our lives, that we want to hear from God. And when you ask that question, and by the way, please don't be offended. If somebody asks that question, just be honest. And if God's speaking, don't make something up. Don't, don't just say, well, I'll be embarrassed, so I'll just make something. No, be honest. And if God's speaking to your heart, then share it. And if somebody shares it with you, then rejoice. 
and learn from it. I'm telling you all the time, I'm running into brothers and sisters and, and they'll share with me what God has said to them and it impacts my life and I get changed because I've heard from them. Just be honest. And when somebody shares with you what God is saying to them, rejoice with them and celebrate. Uh, if you ask somebody, what's God saying to you? And that person says, I'm not hearing from God right now. Then rather than being super spiritual, why don't you get honest and you say, there have been many times in my life when I was not hearing from God. It's okay. Now can I pray for you that you'll start hearing from God and you'll begin to hear His voice and that He'll speak to you. I'm just asking you, can we do this? Could we make this a part of our, of our ongoing conversations with other Christians? I'm encouraging you as your pastor because I believe that this is a real key to a, to a move of God in this county. What's God saying to you? Would you make a commitment today that you'll start listening? That you'll turn your heart toward heaven. That you'll listen to what God has to say. I close with this scripture. John 10, 27. Would you read it with me? Could we all read it out loud if you'll go ahead and pull it up? My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. One more time. Let's read it out loud. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. Would you pray with me, please? Heavenly Father. Thank you again for listening to this life-changing message from River of Life. If this message has touched you today, or you need someone to pray with you, then please let us know. You can call us at 850-926-1200 or send an email to info at riveroflifefl.com. We also encourage you to visit River of Life this Sunday at 10.30 a.m. in Crawfordville. For more information, visit us at riveroflifefl.com.